Welcome to our latest episode of The Fahey Files and what works in the Capitol and what doesn't. Uh, welcome to this new series this year for 2020. We have a series on connectivity and how we are staying connected during this time of COVID or time of a complete upheaval in our lives. So talking a little bit about coping and talking about uh, ways at the personal level as well as the professional level uh, that we are staying connected uh, to others in our lives. And I couldn't be more thrilled to have with us for today's episode, John T. McDonald III, who is um, my colleague in the New York State Assembly and somebody I rarely go a day without talking to. Uh, probably there's, I, I don't think there's anybody professionally I work more closely with. Uh, so we know how we stay connected professionally, but he and I rarely talk personally because there's always a laundry list of issues that we're working on professionally. So, so this is a real treat. Um, I will just mention a couple of pieces of his bio. He is a third generation pharmacist, uh, the owner and operator of Mara's, uh, quite an institution in Cohoes, New York. Um, and, uh, and a pharmacist himself, uh, a, a, again, uh, so a health professional, one of only two, I think, in the entire uh, New York Assembly. So uh, with that as a bio, John, talk to, say, please say hello, give anything else on the bio, but you choose as to whether to talk at the macro or micro level to kick us off. Tell us how you are staying connected, whether it's family or constituents. Uh, you and I both just had to run for re-elections. So there's a lot of ways we've been challenged uh, in this year, in particular, the COVID year of how to stay connected to others. So welcome. Thanks, Pat. And what a thrill uh, to be on the Fahey Files. Um, you know, it's true. We do talk at times, multiple times a day, to be honest with you. And it's usually one of those who's nickel first. And then uh, we go into many different issues. And it's because, you know, I, I think this is not a self-serving comment we both work hard for our constituents and the issues and we and we care so that's good um but you know it's been an interesting time um when you look at the fact that um you know you talk about staying connected and it's funny from a family perspective um i'm actually more connected now than i've ever been um you know most people i think recognize it but it bears worth repeating um Public office, you know, has obviously the important responsibilities of being there, getting the job done, working with your colleagues, and I think we do a great job at that. But public office has that responsibility of being out in the community. And that takes us away from our families a fair amount. Well, guess what? <laughs> COVID-19 has made us um, spend more time with our families, and no regrets here by any stretch of the imagination. It's been great, and, you know, my three children particularly are, are have been home. Um, and it's been great to see their interaction as young adults. So that's been really exciting. And same token, um, you know, as both you and I are the only two legislators who go into the LOB, um, the Legislative Office Building, you know, I still meander my way down there at least three, four days a week. But I kind of hang back and co-host a little bit in the morning. And it's great because my mom and dad, they're 85 and 90. Um, you know, they're, they're getting on in years. They need a little extra time and guidance. And um, being the oldest of six boys, and Pat, you know what this is like, you know, from a, from your family, um, you know, I have that responsibility. It's not forced on me. It's it's actually one that we we embrace. 
um, to make sure mom and dad are okay, whether it's with their meds or whatever it may be. So um, COVID has presented a lot of challenges for all of us. Um, but, you know, all of us, I think if we step back a little bit and think about it, there's also been some some positives that have come out of it. And, and, and you know, I appreciate that. Um, as it comes to constituents, as you referenced, yeah, we both ran for office this year. And, you know, it was challenging because we are outgoing people. We want to be out there knocking on doors and engaging with the public. And that really wasn't recommended, nor was it really something that we were able to do too much until really maybe in late September, October, it was, you felt a little more comfortable being out with folks. So um, as you know, Pat, um, I devour email and I devour texts and phone calls and things like that. And that's all from my life in pharmacy. Um, it's called customer service and that's what we do a good job at. Talk a little, let's go back to your campaign. Um, yeah. uh, I had the good fortune of not having a primary. You had a challenging yeah. primary yeah. right, uh, it, right as COVID was hitting. Uh, interrupted petitioning, interrupted a whole host of things. Uh, we, just as we talked about small businesses that are surviving through COVID or restaurants that are surviving, they had to immediately pivot. Uh, those of us in public office had to pivot as well. And those of us that were running, um, had to find new ways to catch, collect signatures. And then of course that was modified anyway. Uh, but you, you had some creative approaches with trying to stay connected to your constituents. Even as you said, walking the streets at night, uh, handing out some lit so that you didn't have to ring doorbells and make anybody uncomfortable, but still visible. Talk to us about a couple of the creative ways that, that kept you connected. Well, you know, the first thing we really did uh, delve more into social media yes. and the whole process and the texting texting's fine but you know once again I'm, I'm a pharmacist I'm an in-person kind of guy so it took me a while to get over that hump but once we did that we were able to really send out some direct messages to known voters who were going to be showing up to really encourage them we, we continued to do the videos that were successful the first the first time I ran in, in 2012 um, the videos were really pointed on certain areas which were important because, as you know, in a primary, there is a certain element that's going to come out, right? There's a certain thrust of individuals that are going to come out, and we knew those issues, you know, particularly when it comes to the environment, which we had, a, you and I both, you more than I, but we both have very good records on yes. the environment. Yes. And, and so, you know, you, you really focused on those type of issues. And at the same token, you know, I hedged a little bit because knowing that there was going to be mail-in opportunities, I know that my traditional block of voters, the people who have supported me for over 21 years over, my God, hard to believe this, nine elections now. I forgot to mention you yeah. are the former and long-term mayor yeah. of Coles. How could I yeah. forget yeah. that other key That's part okay. of your identity? You've worn so many hats, John McDonald. Yeah. Uh, you've worn so many hats. I, I forgot that one. Go ahead. So yes, 21 years of elected office. So, you know, we know that you don't forget your base. Your base of voters are going to show up. And I know, I knew my folks well enough that we did some really targeted mailings very, very early, which is almost like against the grain. You always like to finish with a rush towards the end, you know, that last week. But we really, and I shared this with our colleague Carrie Werner in her election, you know, but we were pretty much done mailing a month before the primary because we knew that our folks that follow us 
we're going to take a very responsible position of not showing up to vote in person. They were going to vote by mail. And that's why on primary night, as much as some people are like, oh my God, you don't really have a big lead. I said, man, just wait. The ocean's going to, the wave is going to start coming. And you know what? It came in very nicely um, over the overall process. So yeah, it was a mix of really kind of dabbling into the doing more technology. And, you know, once again, I've been doing this for 21 years. So, you know, I've been monitoring it. We, you and I both use social media quite well in regards to sharing our constituents what's going on. But, you know, personally, it's always tough to kind of promote yourself on social media, which is what you have to do in a campaign. You have to remind people, what have you been focusing on? What are you doing? Because that's what people are going to judge you on. Yes, yes. And I, I do uh, love the shout out, if, if you will, that you said uh, the old fashioned campaigning, since we couldn't do as much doorbell ringing, yes. the fact that you use the snail mail to stay connected and you did it early. Uh, we just found that out in the November elections as well, that those uh, that mail in vote uh, or the absentee votes really made the difference. And we, uh, there was a collective gasp among many voters or collective breath holding for a few days after, uh, after the November elections too. So you found that out early by, by again, by staying connected. And, uh, but it was also, it was also very trying uh, again, with COVID, uh, immediately every life was thrown into an upheaval. Talk a little bit, uh, as I, I mentioned, uh, we talk professionally every day. We don't talk a lot personally. Uh, you may mention that you've worked out or you may mention giving a ride to one of your children, but, yeah. um, but tell us how you coped during this time uh, personally to, to get through yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, I gotta tell you, well, you know, one, I love to work out. And, and so, you know, fortunately, when the gym's open, life was even much better. But um, we would do, my daughter, Emma, and Sophia, would, we would do workout online at home. Uh, we belong to, Meta, I belong to Metabolic, so they would join me. And we would, we would work. It was really cool because, you know, thinking back in April and May, you could actually do the workouts outdoors. So we'd bring the laptop out. And, you know, they did the instruction there. And it's like a 45-minute workout. And if you walked around the corner back of our house, you'd see John, Emma, and Sophia on the on the patio doing their doing their metabolic workout. And you know, it was it was fun because it was it was a bond that um that yeah, the bond was always there, but it really got stronger after that in, in that aspect. Um obviously we did a lot of walking, um, you know, all of us, uh, Renee and the kids. And um and same token, you know, I'm a golfer. I'm I don't don't I'm not shy about that by any stretch of imagination. And if you were a golfer, this was your year because you could go as much as you wanted. But I tell you, the most enjoyment I saw personally was being able to spend more time with family. It just, it, it was great because, you know, and you know, you've been through this with, um, with your kids, with Brendan and, um, and, oh my God, this is terrible. But Eileen, poor Eileen. That's all right. But you know what it's like, you spend, from the ages of six to 20 running all over Christ's creation to do things for them to the point where you don't get the chance to stop and really enjoy it. And so we've been able to enjoy it in many aspects. I think that's been great. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's um, the other thing that I've really taken from COVID and this sounds terrible and I don't want anybody, if I give them a call out of the blue to think that this is it, but you know, 
as we get older, we, 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 we work with a lot of people. We see a lot of people. We help a lot of people. And Lord knows with COVID, we helped an awful lot of people, particularly with employment and access to jobs and is their business going to be open or closed? But you build relationships with those individuals. And, you know, sometimes in the past, someone's name would come up and, oh, I should give them a call and they never did. Well, you know what? As I'm getting older, I'm taking that moment and calling people out of the blue and saying, hey, I was thinking about you. I want to see how you're doing. Uh, because unfortunately, the first thing I do every morning when my alarm goes off at 444 is I go to the Times Union online. I get the electronic, I get the print still uh, for, for the weekend, but I always look at the daily version and I love it. The Times Union online is to me a fantastic thing. And eventually, unfortunately, I work my way back to the obituaries and, and unfortunately you start to see some names and, and you know, it's those relationships you've built up over the years um, that you really just can't take for granted. You need to continue to, to support that. You know, a good case example and his book is back on my nightstand. I, I, I read it before and I loved it. It's Joe Bruno. Probably a month before he died, I woke up one morning and I was just thinking of him. And I, I don't know why, but I'm like, you know, geez, Joe Bruno's probably going to be close to 90 years old. And, you know, a guy like him, who's kind of really been out of the limelight for a while, I wonder what he's doing because I don't know if I ever said enough how much great work he did for our region. He certainly left his mark, yes. And, you know, it's funny because that morning I said, I got to do it. I called, he wasn't available, I texted him. I said, Joe, I just want you to know I was thinking of you and I want to thank you for the great work. And true to fashion, Joe reaches back out. You know, John, it's great to hear you. I love it, the whole nine yards. And, you know, it, it, that's just one of many that you run into. But COVID has taught me to appreciate those relationships and friendships and even those individuals who may not have always agreed with to appreciate that 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 connection um, even more. I'm well, stopping more than ever to say hello and how are you? Yeah, you know that's that's brilliant, and I have to say uh, that is one of the positives. Uh, it's so easy to look at the negative. I will say, if I know one thing about John McDonald, uh, again, uh, the assemblyman, uh, New York assemblyman from the 108th district. We we split Albany, and that's part of why uh, we talk every day uh, to to do what we can for the capital region. But if there's one thing I can say about you, you are a glass half full person, and I do think that that is a part of um, of what makes you uh, so resilient during this time. And uh, while many of us can talk about all the negatives and all the challenges, this has been the challenging year of my life, for, for mm -hmm. sure. Part of it is due to some family health issues. Uh, but, but I'd say it's the most challenging year for most lives. Plus, it was a very um, difficult election year, uh, regardless of how people feel. Uh, in the end, I felt I'm quite pleased with the election results in November. Uh, but I know um, it still has divided this country. So, so this has challenged us. You have been more than positive about it. Uh, tell us, um, I, I, again, I think that's part of your, your personal way with, with trying to find the positive, but you're also a health professional. Tell us, uh, if you can, we know in, we have felt marginalized at times in the New York Assembly because uh, the governor has the executive orders. It, it, it weakened our authority, and, and we, uh, although at the time of crisis, we gave it to him. 
Uh, but I know for me, it has meant I've talked to upstate colleagues and texted with upstate colleagues more than ever, and some downstate, of course. Uh, tell us how you have stayed connected, as well as what you've dealt with with some, some of your customers, some of the mental health challenges and some of the ways you've helped them cope. So back to that connectivity and, and uh, coping at the professional level. Yeah, and you know, let me just mention, you know, my outlook in life is very simple. I'd rather be glass half full because it's a lot more fun being optimistic than being pessimistic. Pessimistic okay. is just, it's just downright miserable to be honest with you. So I don't like being miserable. And quite honestly, if you're gonna be successful in business, no one wants to deal with Eeyore. They just don't. They want, they want to feel a genuine conversation is happening. And that has been happening an awful lot in the pharmacy. You know, it's true. I've been able to work out of my office here in the pharmacy because no one's really allowed me LLB. So I've actually had constituents come up here and meet me here. And actually for most of them, it's much easier to park. You don't have to worry about getting a parking ticket. Um, but, you know, we've seen patients struggle during this time. Um, a lot of people, we are. I've always said for for maybe 15 to 20% of our patient population, we are the only person that they talk to for a week. That number has only grown, and it's grown dramatically. Tragic. More and more people are home, um, you know, and therefore your phone skills and then your in-person skills um, get tested because, um, you know, they're, they're longing for connection and connectivity as we're talking about. And folks are, they're traumatized and for good reason. This has been, there's so much uncertainty out there, right? We know this, we, we you know, you mentioned and, you know, you've been fantastic at getting this going, but the tech strain we have, particularly with the upstate members and our downstate, but our upstate members, you know, I think we've actually, we've formed a much closer bond. With yes. Our upstate. yes and it, 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 it was more like a support system because here's what we're hearing. What are you hearing? You know, what, what's this? And it's not like gossip. It's more of on this policy item, what's going on? Because everybody, and, and think back to when we were having those calls with the governor's staff on a daily basis, they were helpful, they were informative, but at sometimes it'd be a little bit infuriating because, wait a minute, that's not what I was told three hours ago. And that's yeah. not my fault. It's just, you know, no worse time than a crisis to try to get some stability, right? It's just very right. difficult. So, you know, it's been interesting. Um, I do believe, you know, many of the healthcare journals are coming out more and more talking about that the long lasting impacts of various generations um, are gonna be significant when it comes to COVID-19. There's just been a whole, just the simple things of greeting people, looking them straight in the eye. And now, geez, Pat, you know, if we're on a Zoom and we don't like the way someone looks, we could just close our video and move on. I mean, and, and it's now perfectly acceptable. You know, you would never think of just walking out of the middle of a meeting while you're physically in a room. But now, in a Zoom room, you can turn off your video and do that. Now, I'm not saying we do that, but, you know, it doesn't mean somebody else isn't. Yes. <laughs> Yes, very, very true. And it's not even considered rude. It's, uh, it's common yeah. practice these days yeah. where people just turn off the video in, right. in some of the meetings and chats and almost, almost too much so. Again, hurting the connectivity, uh, but, but, um, uh, but as long as you're still listening, you know, any form of connectivity that helps the other person, I think, is an important one 
but as you've said, they're, they're going to just start, they're just starting to write the books on this year. And um, part of the reason we launched this podcast is because I think connectivity has been my favorite word throughout this year. It is what's helped keep many of us going, uh, even if we've had to be very creative and come up with new ways to stay connected. Uh, what do you think has worked in business best for you or uh, in the assembly? I mean, this, you, we were both texters, but now we've become texter extraordinaires. But, um, uh, but I think it's helped our working relationship. We've done more sign-on letters. We've done um, simultaneous press events to help reopen shopping malls or movie theaters or gymnasiums um, and to try to... So we've had to be more creative with staying connected with the press uh, as well as with constituents. What, what do you think has worked well that, that you'll keep doing after COVID? And we hope that soon. Yeah. So, you know, I think, first of all, there's always strength in numbers. And I think, um, although we've always worked well and shown up at events together, I think, you know, the simple little things about doing these, um, doing our conference meetings and doing our, our Facebook live events, which now we've invested a little bit more in technology. And, you know, I was thinking about it. I said, you know, we were able to get a couple hundred people on some of these events, which is fantastic. And meanwhile, we used to be joyous if we got 45 people to, to go to a town hall meeting. So, you know, I look forward to doing more of those with you because I think it works well. Um, we did a lot with Carrie Warner this year, which I think is great because that really kind of cements that other part of the capital region, you know, with Saratoga County, which is that economic engine, which is struggling just like everybody else. Business-wise, you know, what's been kind of interesting is, um, and we were kind of hesitant about doing it, is, you know, when you go to some of these restaurants now, you have, you know, pull up, um, oh my God, curbside, curbside delivery, curbside service. So yeah. we've always done deliveries here at Mayor's Farm. We're seeing our delivery service did pick up dramatically. And we had to actually review our processes and look at, you know, how we were sending our drivers out because the volume was continuing to increase, but not surprisingly, the reimbursement wasn't getting any better. So we had to still make it um, work. And we, we made some changes, uh, which were good, didn't negatively impact anybody, just allowed us to do more volume. But doing curbside pickup was kind of cool because our computer systems and technology are such that, you know, you could pull up, you'll see the little sign, text the, the phone number, 961-4312, whatever it is. And just say, you know, Pat Fahey, Red Honda Fit, I'm ready for my order. And, and, and it pops up on all the registers and all of the terminals. So one of our staff will grab it and go. And the staff really loved it. But you know why? You know, knock on wood, we've been open every single day since COVID-19. Knock on wood, we haven't had one positive. That's true. And you know, we, we made, we, you know, I brought a lot of different barriers in and, and and, and we in, in implemented, you know, daily cleaning policies that our staff was motivated to do because they needed to work. They wanted to work. They, you know, I, when we talk about the mental health challenges that many people are having and the isolation, it's because they couldn't get back to their daily life. Fortunately for the 35 employees here at Mara's Pharmacy, they were able to do that. And it's interesting because, as you know, we, we have one of our dedicated staff monitoring this podcast today. But our staff, um, as much as I told them they're welcome to stay home, they don't need to come in, they still wanted to come in on a somewhat regular basis because I think they felt that need of, I need to talk to a human being. It's, you know, now maybe I may not be the most exciting, but you know, you work with what you got, right? That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> no, but but then, you know, people, people need to be connected. 
Yeah, listen, it is, I think, again, it is my favorite word. Um, civility has been my favorite word for most of the four years, but connectivity was really the word this year. And we all had to be creative, but we all had to make that extra effort. Uh, I connected with a young man I, I tutored and mentored 30 years ago. He's now obviously a grown man. Uh, so there were there were some real benefits of it. I would often go months at times. I'm one of eight children, so you could go months without talking to a sibling. And now we we connect quite regularly. Uh, mm -hmm. So so as you said, there's there's positive ways to do it, but it it did require a little bit more work. And uh, and I needed that routine. I am grateful that I too could go into the office every day. Still, I wanted that routine. I wanted the structure. And as you said, many people uh, need, had no choice because they needed that paycheck. Uh, but I'm grateful that my staff as well totally stepped up. So, uh, so again, I'm speaking with John McDonald, Assembly, Assemblyman uh, John McDonald from the 108th District, uh, representing five cities here in the Capital Region and a very close working colleague. Uh, John, as we wrap this up, uh, thank you again for being uh, one of a, a critical episode here of the Fahey Files on connectivity during this time of chaos. I, I do think that uh, we launched this part of it is because we have had our own challenges, right, on, on how to cope and how to move forward. As we close here, what, what do you recommend, putting your, your assembly hat on or your health professional hat on, uh, you mentioned exercise, you've mentioned picking up the phone. That is something millennials are not known for doing, uh, but sometimes just picking up the phone and making a call. Anything else? You mentioned your parents. Uh, what's helped them get through this? You know, for them, it's been, I'll be very blunt, it's been a very big challenge. Their highlight of their day is coming down to visit me. That's pretty bad. <laughs> when that's your highlight. <laughs> um, because a lot, pharmacy, of, a lot right. of, no, at the pharmacy, there's the seniors are just, they're really, they really can't go too far. But you know, what's been great is that the kids, um, my brothers, you know, I've got five brothers. We're all making those extra efforts to connect with mom and dad, to go over and visit. You know, they only live two blocks away. So it's, you know, uh, just a, a three minute walk over just to say hello. And we, in the beginning, we were standing out in the driveway having meetings. You know, we didn't want to be too close. We sure. wanted to make sure we were connected. And um, they were, they're just happy to see that and happy to have that. And so, you know, I think the most important thing is, you know, yeah, we've been through a difficult time. Those things in the back of your mind that you've kind of said, oh, I'll do it later, do it now. Life is too short. We all know that. Um, you know, we've, I just heard this morning of a person that I worked closely with in the Senate while I was only 50 years old, she passed away because, you know, she had cancer, but she caught COVID. It's, life is too short. We need to kind of stop, take that moment, make that extra effort, make the extra effort. And, you know, I guess selfishly, the lack that we can't go out to three or four different events every night has kind of given me time to really rethink about that. Um, so I look at that as God's way of telling me that, you know what, John, you need to kind of reprioritize things. And so that's what it is. Now, I will also say this, Pat, that, um, you know, it's been great because, you know, we work so well together and, and you know, we, we are similar in many issues and we're two different individuals. Although I think most people are going to sit there and say, hmm, looks like they dressed the part today. We got a red and black going on. I don't know what that's all about, but whatever it may be, um, it's been great, you know, to continue. I, I've enjoyed working with you. Um, I remember when I first met you back when I was on the um, 
Workforce Investment Board, State Investment Board. And I remember you getting up and giving a report from Washington because you were representing, you worked at that time, you were representing Washington. And I'm like, oh my God, she's got a lot going on there. She really gets her stuff down. And Lord knows that I know when in that primary when we won in September of 2012, I remember I was overtaking a walk over at the Cohoes High School track and I said, I'll give this Pat Fahey call and see what she's like. And I think I must've lost 10 pounds that night because we walked and talked for hours. We didn't even know who we were. So it's been great in, in many aspects. Um, I think we're going to be really put through the ringer this year, right? There's a lot of challenges at the state level. Yes. But I think if we keep our, you know, if we learn from what we've experienced with COVID on appreciating those little things more, I think it's going to help us stay balanced going forward. I don't get, I, I'm not one to get terribly uptight. Uh, put it this way. If I get uptight, <laughs> you know it. And it, it's it's very rare. <laughs> yes, so, but, but I, I love what you just said um, about our how we work together. Yeah. We don't yeah. always agree, but no. we know. First of all, we work it out in a professional way. Or you may vote one way, and I may vote another. We yeah. never personalize it, but no. we know when we stay connected, just as we do with so many of the upstate members as well as a number of downstate, where we find common ground, we present a united force for the capital region, including yeah. with other colleagues, such as Carrie Warner that you mentioned and more, uh, yeah. Neil Breslin, many others. Um, so we, pre we present this uh, united front and find that common ground where we can, that becomes a, a bit of a force. So connectivity can also be so critical with our advocacy work. And as you've said, we're using it more than ever with a number of our upstate colleagues uh, when we were doing joint press conferences on childcare all throughout upstate. It got statewide press to help champion that issue this past summer, help get statewide press on, on reopening gymnasiums and fitness centers. So, so that, that connectivity and the creativity we've used has, has really helped. Again, um, I'm Assemblywoman Pat Fahey, uh, joined on the latest episode of the Fahey Files and connecting during this this uh, during these chaotic times and times of upheaval with Assemblymember John McDonald. John, thank you so much for joining me. It is always a, a pleasure to work with you and an honor to have you on our latest episode. Pat, the honor is mine, and uh, thank you very much. And I'll probably talk to you in about ten minutes, anyways. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>